fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! The tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 It is Saturday, April 21st, 2011 episode. 23rd. Really? It's today the 23rd? It is. What'd you write in the doc that I'm reading off of? What'd you write in my script? I'm sorry. (laughs) All right, hold on. Rewind. Saturday what? Saturday, April 23rd. Is this 2011 still? Maybe my husband needs to check my little date thingy on my computer because that's what I use. It is the 23rd. Stoner moment. Whoa. What day is it? Is it 2011? It is. Are we still here? Uh Uh-huh. Episode 76 of the Hotbox. Is that right now? I have to check now. Hold on. No, it is. Definitely right. Can I trust? All of our documents are in numerical order. Okay. My name is Matt, and this is Sandy. Hello, Sandy. Hello. Back in time. I know, right? Two days ago, Saturday. So, every Tuesday and Saturday, most Tuesdays and Saturdays, we do this show. For an hour, we come together here. In Kalispell, Montana, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. Ed Bland says, I thought I was stoned. Eh. <laughs> What's today, Ed? What day is it? And uh, we come together and we just we discuss the issues, the cannabis-related issues. Uh, lately, the last mm, eight to ten episodes have kind of been focused on the Montana repeal effort. Because which was the completely... politicians here have gone nuts. <clears throat> yeah. That that's the only thing I can think of to uh to what it's insanity. Can, if you guys want to go see our politicians, they're all locked up in pathways right now because they're crazy. There's a couple good ones, but but still crazy. Wanzenreed, he still is, you know, definitely being a good voice up there. They were talking about doing this break again, right? They just got back from vacay. Oh, really? And they were talking about doing it again because of some disagreement with we, <laughs> the governor over a budget bill. Or I'm something, taking right? my ball and going back on paid vacay. Right? And Wanzenreed <sighs> actually stood up and said, I want to know how much it's going to cost the taxpayers for us to take this extra break. Like the people. Like we right. the people. And I know I know they've done no good when my mother is sending me messages like, wow, did you see? Like, because she's, you know, a, a very conservative woman, uh-huh. a very classy, very conservative woman. And when she says... The legislators have their heads up their asses. I'm like, Mom, language, please. <laughs> and she she wrote to them and was like, you can, you can make the pot free, that's fine, but then you also have to make the pharmaceuticals free also. Yeah. And she thought that was pretty ridiculous. And all you have to make the grow lights free that we're going to grow the pot with. Or maybe could we... Could we then... Not get charged for electricity (laughs) or rent? Or also, I was kind of thinking the other way, though. Can we just take all the free pharmaceuticals, sell those, buy the lights, and then grow the medicine, and then give that away? Well, we could, but I don't know if Big Pharma would let us It would be easier to get a prescription for some pills that we could sell for way more than what pot's selling for. True story. I've been playing my drug lord game on my phone, and trust, dude, pot is lower than Mariana's trench. And you know what skyrocket? The pills. The pills. Yes, pharmaceuticals are definitely everybody's best friend. They're easy to get. Everybody knows somebody with a prescription. So easy. So, but you know, they're focused on marijuana. That's the big issue. You know, um, we took Tuesday off the show mm-hmm. last Saturday when we did our show. We talked about a big rally they were planning on doing today. And actually, since then, it's been postponed to next Saturday. So you want to so, give everyone the deets on that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Americans for Safe Access is helping... Um, Get everybody together. This is to show Governor Schweitzer that 423 is definitely not the direction to go. So when we last spoke, repeal got vetoed with the brand. Right. <laughs> that was pretty it awesome. It got vetoed. But now there is the 423 right. that was there, so and that's been getting back, passed back and forth. 
Right. And well, they, I'll see your change and raise you this change. Right. And there's right. 150 some amendments that were discussed for how many? 150 something. Wow. Yeah. And I'd need a vacay end, too after that. Shit. Right. And in the end, it came down to basically, you know, a provider can have up to three patients. Of course, Ooh, gee, thanks, Massa. Everything is still um, nonprofit. You're not allowed to um, charge for your services. Uh, doctors can write recommendations, but they will be investigated if they write more than 15 of them, and they have to pay for that investigation in a month. No, the entire in, in like a two week period. Forever. Right. You don't want to write more recommendations than there are days in your week. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Fifteen ever. It's a tally. System. Well, so they could write five this year, five next year, and five the year I'll after tell that, you what, and then they'll start getting investigated. At that rate, we're going to run out of doctors, so anyone that's having kids right now, if you can direct them towards the medical field, <laughs> the medical slash cannabis field. Is that what they're hoping for, is maybe to get more doctors out there? I don't know. But Well, why? What? what's the reason? Let's think about that. What's the logical schedule- reason to put that limit on it it's a schedule one substance and so they're worried about instead of worrying so much about doctors writing prescriptions for pharmaceutical medications that are being abused they're focusing on how many prescriptions or recommendations a doctor is writing for medical marijuana because people are getting addicted to medical marijuana and robbing medical marijuana no, dispensaries just the left and right said no hmm. that's just it. like that huh yep our government the federal government said no huh. So, 423 is definitely a lot of not good ideas at all. Whose who's not good ideas are those? Essman started it. Okay. Milburn we, we just, was we need behind to know. 161. Essman is behind 423. And it's, yeah. Isn't that kind of like a... A bunch of caca. A square is not a rectangle, but a rectangle is a square. Like, if you were behind repeal then obviously you're going to be behind this one as well you would think um there are some people who they they just isn't that what those 150 some odd amendments are for is to make it more like repeal pretty much pretty much do they think we're dumb to call the police to let them know which is violating a bunch of i mean at what point in time do you have to call the doctor's office and say, hey, I'm picking up a prescription for this? Well, yeah, and that's what we said. Just call them every time you take a hit. Just bug the shit out of them. Yeah, I'm medicating right now. I, I just want to let you know. So in response to this lunacy, um, we will there will be the rally. It will be um, on April 30th, which is next Saturday, starting at noon. And it will be at the north steps of the cal- of the Capitol, which is right near 1301 East 6th Avenue in Helena. And I will go ahead right now in the chat. I am posting the link to the flyer and we can we'll put it up in our forums. You know, we've got it. We or have the, the Facebook old one in page. there. Yeah. And the Facebook page. But um, basically, we need to get as many people there as possible. Um, everybody needs to show up and really make it a presence you know, there, that 423 <coughs> is not okay. It's- Justin Fenn says, it also says that on July 1st, all caregivers have to take their pot to the cops and start over. Is that true? Uh, yeah, they're trying to say that what? if the regulation passes, everything is supposed to be turned over to officers. Actually, the rumor To start mill, over? N- well, you know, only if you're going to continue being a provider. If that bill passes, everyone's going to say we're done and it's going to go back to... Well, technically, everybody's supposed to get shut down or... Well, yeah, everybody's supposed to get shut down July 1st. There's been talk that patients' cards will still be valid until their expiration date regardless, but where they would get it from, I don't know. Right. Um... But there, the rumor mill, a couple of different things I've heard is that there have been some, you know, visits from officers to caregivers. Really? Wanting to do a plant count and a card count. Have you been and visited yet? No, I haven't. Huh. And actually, I'm one of those people where if they show up on my property, they're not allowed inside unless they have a warrant. It's not because I'm trying to hide anything. It's because that's Out of right. principle. 
Well, it's a right of mine. Exactly. I, they're not allowed to do that. Just based on the fact that I'm a caregiver, they're not allowed to come into my home and look at Especially anything. the way things have been going lately. We're not going to throw away any more of our rights. Right. Any, any rights we may have left, in we're going to. Initiative 148, being a caregiver is not probable cause for an officer to come in and search my home and, or my business. And so, you know... They're they're just going to have to, you know, figure out a different way of getting in. I'm not going to let them in. But the officers um, now, now, like I said, this is a rumor. The officers went to the home, did the card count, the plant count, everything checked out fine. But then the caregiver was told we will be back June 30th to take everything. Really? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Why are they even waiting? Why aren't they just coming in and taking it now? Because they can't. It'll be more. Uh, And they can then? It'll be more legal then to steal our shit? If the regulation passes, then technically as of July 1st, everyone has to get rid of everything. Wow. Well, caregivers do. So as of July 1st, I'm not supposed to have any more plants, medicine, anything like that. You basically have to close shop. Right. And they did, one of the changes they did make was that a provider can be a patient. Oh, gee, thanks, Massa. So now you can be both. Wow. But, you know, you still have to jump through all of the hoops to get your card, which still includes um, a a multitude of doctors. Chronic pain is now defined as a debilitating condition that keeps you from work. And you have to have two doctor's signatures for that and diagnostic testing. Of course. Right. How expensive can we make this? Exactly. You have to get an fMRI. I want a full blood panel workup done. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and order some x-rays just in case. Also, uh, under the just in case side, I'm going to need some, uh, I'm going to need a colonoscopy. So if you want to just bend over right now and take it, or we can bring it into this private room and you can bend over and take it. Either way, you know, you're going to take it. What doesn't make That's sense terrible. to me is I am one of those people who don't have health insurance. Yeah, I me mean, neither. I did when I started my job. Not anymore because we had to. The economy, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, we're trying to save cash any and way so we can. so I have gallbladder disease. I, my gallbladder is just a little bag of stones. And if I eat fatty foods, I have a gallstone attack. I have had this bad gallbladder inside of me for about two years now that I know of that it's been bad. And it, it they won't take it out unless uh, it's going to immediately kill me that moment. Right, right. Right. But they're willing to waste a ton of money to go after these caregivers and do all that instead of helping people who actually need medical yeah, attention. Yeah, you would think, huh, that's a good point. That like all of the money they spend in resources... Doing all of this ridiculousness that's not really helping anybody. It's helping their end, I guess. I don't know right, but what that would let be. But somebody walk around yeah. with a bad organ. Like I mean, even half of that money. You could help a lot of people with half of that money. People that can't pay their bills or that right. are going bankrupt because they got sick or something. I mean, my grandfather, his gallbladder died inside of him and caused gangrene to start on the organs around it. I mean, it's not a good thing to have a bad organ. <laughs> I mean, my husband still right now is passing a kidney stone and it just happens because (coughs) we can't afford the money that it would cost to have the machine shipped over here from Spokane to blast them. It's insane. But they're going to spend a lot of money going after all these caregivers because, you know, that's the big problem. That's important. How is that important? I don't understand that at all. Like, I I don't know politics, maybe, so I don't get it, but... Like, to me, it seems like that is a ridiculous waste. You know, it was kind of sad that we didn't have a show on 420. By the way, that's a totally random comment. Justin Fan was saying happy 423. 423 equals happy 4th of July in America. Right. Yeah, right. 420, though, it just was kind of, you know, sad we didn't do a show. Yeah, we did a jam hole show and talked about how, where 420 came from and all that. Yeah, Yeah, we should have switched it up. Shit. Yeah, right. (laughs) But any hoodle. So, yeah, in Montana right now, that's kind of where we're at. The legislator, they'll be back. I and think so, hold on, I have a question. this next week, so we'll know by Saturday what all's going on. So everyone that has bills to pay, like, and that owns a dispensary or works in a dispensary, like, the people that they pay money for their bills, like, they're also just waiting, right? No. Oh, bills are still due? Yeah. How How can you... 
pay bills if you're not able to make money doing a business that you were doing? I'm not sure yet. Huh. I mean, I... Can you just hand if it to I the electric company and be like... how to live on no money, I would do it immediately. I think someone wrote a book once about how to do that. Yeah, the It didn't sound like I a very fun me. life. Hobos and trains. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of baked beans and... I mean... No, thanks. I live a very minimal life. I like my cell life. phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, know? I have a pretty minimal life. I don't have cable TV or satellite. I don't even that's have right. local but TV. But we have the internet. Right. That's all I mean, need. that's pretty much it. Yeah. But, I mean, I still have to pay rent, electric, yeah, yeah. heat. Yeah. You know, I mean, all You can't the just basics. go to the electric company and be like, well, see, the deal is they actually shut down my business, I guess... For now, Maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. What's gonna happen? So I'm gonna just go ahead and put a continuation on what I owe you yeah, right. until they allow me to make money in this, you know, capitalistic economy that we have here. If all of the caregivers did that, do you know what would happen? If well, all at once all of the caregivers said, "We're not paying our electric bill until we know whether or not," and you guys their patients, are, yeah. Can oh, anybody growing? No. Would they not. just just be like, screw it and just off. shut the power off? Yeah. Could they do that, though? We'd have to do it in winter. If we did it in winter oh, time. you know what? This last winter, though, the electric company, they, they were still... Really? I heard people. they weren't allowed to do that during they, certain months because of... Because of the economy. Really? Yeah. Isn't it a co-op? Isn't that our electric company? Apparently. Like, if you pay your electric bill, you're part of the co-op and you own a little tiny You would think, sliver but, of it. you know. But, I mean, hey, we're, we're going to have to just kind of see what happens, I guess. We'll know by the end of this week. And the only thing that I think everybody's kind of really worried about is if legislator isn't in session, then they can't. he can't do an amendmentary veto. So that whole option is taken out of there right away because there's no one for him to send it to. So then his only option is to sign, not sign, or veto it. And he So then just don't sign it. If he doesn't sign it, it becomes law. He has to actually then veto, veto it. it for then it not break, to become law. Break out the ba- the brand, bro. <laughs> break out the brand. Like I don't see what else he I like to think that he's a logical gentleman and and can and looks at this and is like, like no one's going to do that. Are logical, well, but unfortunately, we've clearly seen right evidence to the contrary. Well, and see, did you see all that heroin that got busted in Billings? Like no. what seven hundred thousand dollars worth of really? heroin from a traffic stop? Wonder what the safe commie mommies think. About I don't know. That. I think that's interesting that they have a massive heroin problem there, yet they're focusing on pot and yeah. medical pot, nonetheless. Like it's, there was seven hundred thousand dollars worth of heroin in your little shitty town. Billings. Wow. They've got their own little set of values. It's interesting. There. But and someone in the chat mentioned that uh, smell is no longer probable cause to search your. Your 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 stuff. Really? Yeah, I'm well, trying to find the story for that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, because I've always because I mean, that's I'm, always the probable cause, I'm right? Super like, careful. I well, smell that. That's what are you why, doing? You know, they. I've been told that when you get pulled over, you're only supposed to open the window a couple of inches, enough for you to talk to the officer and get your IDs and stuff out there. Right, and we've mentioned that before. Like, if you're smart, you're not you're not clam baking or hot boxing your vehicle. You're smoking with the window down a little. Right. I always worry, like, not that we condone smoking and driving at all. No, but I I always (laughs) worry that, like, if if the window's down and like. I don't know that you would smell that if there was a car in back of you, like they would smell. That's that what a happened bit. to Irv. He talked about it in his book. Remember, he was going through the toll booth and he had his window down, and the cop oh, pulled yeah, him yeah. over because. But he I mean, he was it. like stopped there. I'm just thinking, like, just driving oh, randomly yeah. down the road. If that, but yeah. I've worried if people would smell it from a window, just wafting through the yard. I'm sure. They oh, here have. we go. It, it was in uh, Massachusetts that the court, uh, the highest court in Massachusetts, ruled. That a police officer is not justified in stopping and searching an automobile merely because he smells the presence of marijuana. Nice. The Supreme Judicial Court took up the case of Benjamin Cruz to clarify the legal impact of a 2008 voter referendum that had decriminalized possession of less than an ounce of pot in the state. That's pretty sweet. So you can just be like, 
Do you smell that? Tough shit. Yeah. So. Well, so that's about it for Montana, believe it or not. We're just kind right. of waiting, and that rally will be on Saturday. So, you know, everybody needs to get out there and, you know, make that presence. Rally. Definitely. Rally. Um, Over in Washington. Our neighbor. Our neighbor. To the left. They have been trying to pass this bill, right? And they were threatened by the federal government that if they passed the bill, then they would be subject to basically a lawsuit, I guess. The federal government threatened them and said, if you make this law, we're coming after you. Um, But the Washington legislator isn't paying attention to that. Um, the legislator passed a major overhaul of the state's medical marijuana law Thursday in spite of a veto threat by the governor, a measure that would, for the first time, protect some patients from being arrested and create a system for licensing storefront dispensaries and grow operations. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so they're actually standing up to their governor and saying, even though you're threatening this, we still want to push it through because we feel it's necessary. Um... Supporters insisted that the changes are badly needed to remedy uneven treatment that dispensaries and patients have received from law enforcement and other officials around the state. But Democratic Governor Chris Gregory reiterated her opposition to the licensing scheme, saying she won't sign it because state workers could be held liable for violating federal law. No, federal law, federal law. Right, and said she was disappointed that lawmakers sent the bill to her desk. We need to create a system that works, she said in a statement Thursday. I asked the legislator to work with me on a bill that does not subject state workers to risk of criminal liability. Or you could just do what we're doing here and work against the people and just, you know. Right, and make them all criminals. Right. Grigori said she would review the bill to see if she can sign off on it without jeopardizing state workers. She has the option of vetoing just parts of the bill. You can do that? You can just pick and choose and say, I'm okay with this, but this I'm vetoing? Well, and see, usually I think that would be an amendmentary veto, but... I don't know if states are different or what. So patients need this. Families of patients need this. Communities need this. Public safety mandates need this, said Senator Janine Cole-Wells, a Seattle Democrat who sponsored the measure. So so there is support, I mean, in, you know, higher levels of politics. Right. I mean, it just kind of depends on... Where you're at in the country, I guess. I'm sure you'd probably find a lot more politicians that are pro-marijuana in California. True. It almost seems like the really, like, the older politicians, like, the real diehard Republican, like, the older family, you know, been in it for a minute, they're always the ones against it. Like, they seem like they fear the most. They have the most to lose Mm -hmm. from this being legalized because they have their hands in the most pharmaceutical money or you know right uh oil money or whatever and they don't want this plant being you know used for everything it could be well yeah it would put way too many of the companies that are under their thumb out of business and then where do they get their money from where are their lobbyists right it's interesting um Medical marijuana is legal in 15 states, but only six of them have dispensary systems set up by law. Five after this Mm -hmm. mess happens. The marijuana activists say that federal agents have not previously gone after state employees who implement dispensary systems. Washington state voters in 1998 voted to let people with certain debilitating conditions present their their marijuana authorizations as a defense if they're arrested and charged with marijuana possession. The law neither specifically authorizes dispensaries nor forbids them. So they're saying that if you you work for the state, if you set up and like or no, if it's a the licensing, licensing, if you you're held responsible mm-hmm. for that federal law being broken, that's kind of how they're looking at. That's it, yeah. weird. That that's a weird thing to to say to hold someone accountable for. Like that's. Yeah. Like, you're the one who signed the paper that... That's... To me, it almost seems like 
charging the woman behind the, lo- the counter at the driver's license bureau for you being a bad driver. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you can't And by hold... doing that, you, you know, disrupt the whole line down right. because if you can't get a license from somewhere, you can't. Well, and honestly, so. I think state workers, even if they were, you know, somebody did come after them, they could always, I would think, stand behind the defense that it was their job, thereby forcing them to have to commit this illegal act. But then they would say if your job said to go kill that person or to rape that person, would you still do it? Where do you draw the moral line? Well, it depends. Killing someone obviously is Killing someone, yes. Stupid federal made-up law that is bullshit, then no. In my lawsuit involved with that other place that I used to work with, um, one of the big things that was pointed out was certain activities that happened that the judge or officers may see as illegal that I participated in, I was told I had to do as part of my job. Right. Thereby, I can't be held accountable for... I was going by what my boss told me. And he told me he had a lawyer, which made me feel like... He knew what he was talking about. Right. You know, you when can. When in reality, maybe You not. can make that defense in certain situations, and I would think this would be one. I mean, nobody's life is at risk. There isn't a theft. There isn't exactly. anything that's, you know, common sense stupid. If you happening. wouldn't have done it, no one, like, the outcome wouldn't have changed. They're just signing and entering any. information into right. a computer, and right. that's just what they're told to do. They're not sitting there specifically, you know, I mean, come on. They're, they are reaching, reaching. It's like the how when they did it in the first place about making you had to have the tax stamp or something, but then you couldn't get any of the tax exactly. stamps. Exactly, that's what they're doing here. Right, exactly. I mean, that's how that's how they started the whole marijuana getting wiped out. Yeah, you know. Um. So basically, you know, in Washington right now, to sum up, you know, what's going on there. They're going ahead with this bill, even though the governor has said she probably won't sign it. And yeah, they're reaching, but they may take that step that actually gives that protection to dispensaries and patients and makes it a little easier for them to be in business and use their medicine without being arrested. Right. It seems weird that you, as a business, would have to have this protection in the first place. Like... Who are you messing with my business? Like, stop it. What are you doing? Like, I'm making a legitimate living here. Well, and that's one of the things that Supply really demand. pisses me off when I get scared when I'm working is yeah. I shouldn't be scared at work. To begin with. When I'm comfortable. And exactly. I know I'm not killing anybody. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not stealing from it's anybody. It's that picture that was passed around on Facebook that uh, Rose passed around about marijuana doesn't kill people. The DEA kills people. Right. Yeah. It's I not mean, the pot. It's the law about the pot. And so, I mean, that's what's scary, and I shouldn't be scared. I should be right. able to be comfortable. And even if, if you as a business aren't there providing that that supply to this demand, that demand is still there. You're not creating the demand. You're filling a demand that was there to begin with in people. Like, right. people want to smoke pot. Do people like smoking pot? Well, I'm going to provide that then. I didn't make a... I wasn't like, hey, try this. It's a new chemical i made Mm -hmm. and everyone got addicted to it like selling rock stars for a dollar for the first six months and now they're three and we drink them every freaking day or getting a bunch of prescriptions out there in people's hands or coffee yeah it's 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 ridiculous there's a demand there like regardless you're just and to, to fear that your kids can be taken away that your house can be taken away like your life can be taken away because you chose to fill this demand that was there pre-existing. Over a plant. Over a I plant, could lose dude. Everything. That's over so a crazy plant. to me. That is so crazy to me. Appalling. Horrifying. So, well, let's talk about Arizona had some interesting stuff happening. Or did did was there something else from Washington you wanted to mention first? Well, there there were just a couple other little quick things. Oh, please. Um there are businesses that are already getting ready to set up. They're already starting to get their paperwork in to start setting up these dispensaries. And these people, I mean, they want to get their foot in the door. And I think it's just a really good example of how 
this industry actually benefits the community as a whole. Right. It's not necessarily because they're donating food or anything like that. They're renting out buildings. They're paying electric there, water there. They're taking over previously abandoned commercial properties, basically. They're putting money in those landowners' pockets. They are helping the community thrive. And And that happened here. We saw that firsthand here. How many places that I even went to as a business that went out of business and now there were dispensaries there? Right. It's... And Those buildings were done. There was nothing like no one was no one had money to do anything with them. And so, I mean, just yeah. And and then these previously it's like that everywhere. unemployed people are now not only making money, but they're running their own business. I mean, that is amazing for someone who's not working, you know, being able to set your own hours, being able to, you know, run your own shit. Is a good feeling. Right. You shouldn't have to be scared. No. And so I just thought it was kind of neat how Washington hasn't even... I mean, the law hasn't even really happened yet that would protect these people, but they're really gung-ho. They're already taking those steps to make it happen. And I mean, I have a lot of respect for people like that. It's progressive. I hope Washington moves forward with it. But on the other side, there are people, of course, who make stupid decisions. And so the last thing in Washington I was going to mention was this neat fella in Rochester, Daniel Mack, 39. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually, you know, he's been providing medical marijuana to people and he was detained after police raided his business. Um, officers reported seizing more than 40 grams of dried marijuana in jars. Thank you so much. And various baked goods Thank and edible you. items. Oh, goodness. Those could have gotten into the kids' mm-hmm. mouths and killed them. Oh, God. Thank you. Police grew suspicious when an informant said marijuana could be bought there. Informa? You got snitched on. Um, on April 5th, police arranged to have an informant buy marijuana at Hub City with a false medical marijuana card. According to court papers, Hub City made no attempt now, to verify the card's authenticity. If you roll in with a legit-looking card because your cop friend made it for you, like, how are they supposed to... In, is there a system that they can are, look it up? In and, Washington and California, they actually have computer databases where oh, you really? can enter in the patient's number and it will tell you if the card is valid or not. Uh. I've actually ran the searches a few times. Um, There's also 1-800 numbers you can call if you can't access it. Montana doesn't have a system like that. I see. Montana, you do have to basically look at at the card and hope it's a a legitimate card. But you should only be selling to someone if they're your patient in the first place. That's true. It's not like you can go to... Exactly. But that's different state to state, too. And so, so see, he, though, he, he made... He sold without verifying the card. Right. I mean, that right there is you're be you should know you're under a spotlight whenever you're in the marijuana business. Even if you're not like out there in the open and you're selling it, you should know somebody's probably watching you and, and you should be careful. Who are you pissing off that you have people snitch into the cops? Hey, you can buy pot here even if you don't have a card. I know, right? Well, and see, it gets better, too, because Mac, a medical marijuana cardholder, told police he had been trading marijuana for money (laughs) with at least 100 people. So I'll trade you this, (laughs) this marijuana if you give me that money. No, I don't want that money. I want that money. I want the two-digit money. That's right along the lines with some people out there that'll do these big, huge, intricate things. Like, they'll drop it off and then two days later go get the money because it didn't happen on the same day, so it's not a business transaction. If I ask you if you're a cop, you have to tell me. Right? (laughs) I just watched that today. Due date? Have you seen that yet? Yes. Oh, wow. So, not only does he tell the police openly that he is trading marijuana (laughs) he didn't even take the steps to try to make it look like he was doing it legitimately right (laughs) i mean 
In in Washington, authorized medical marijuana users can legally hold as much as 24 ounces of marijuana and grow up to 15 plants. State law allows a provider to grow or provide marijuana to cardholders who are too ill to do so for themselves. Sure. So, I mean, he didn't even have the full amount that he could, but he admitted it all to the cops. And henceforth, he is in jail. He's posted bond, but still... Still. Stupidity. Oh, well. What do you do? Not as bad as the guy in Ohio, but we'll get there in a minute. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about this doctor in uh, in Arizona. He just... He says don't smoke the pot. He's an oncologist. Uh-huh. Uh, don't smoke the pot. Is that your oncology? Like, is pot bad for your oncology? He's actually... He he says, quote, I thought it was a backdoor effort to legalize recreational use of the drug, which I am opposed to. So you can have it for medical, but he's he's as right. a doctor, he's opposed to it. He, this is talking about uh, Prop 203. It's a 20. It was a 2010 ballot. Uh, when he learned more about the measure and that the state would place strict controls over the drug, he then became a proponent of the cause and now hopes to open one of the first medical marijuana dispensaries in Casa Grande. Quote, having advanced cancer is no trip to Disneyland, he said. Cancer patients who use medical marijuana are not using it for euphoria. They're not using it as a recreational drug. I have to I have to ask the question, though, like, what's, what does it matter? What's the difference? Does it hurt people that are using it recreationally? Like, no. do I have to have cancer to get the full benefit of the, of the pot? There are... Th- Three very distinct groups of people when right. it comes to this matter. And I think are, that's an interesting division amongst well, the masses. Most times you just have two groups. Right. Yes right? or no. Right. We have three. That's We've interesting. We've got the people who the say hermaphrodite, no. The hermaphroditic group. Right. <laughs> we have the people who say no, absolutely not. Marijuana right. is evil, wrong, bad. Don't do it. Don't touch it. Don't smell it. Don't Praise the Lord. It. And we have the people that say, oh, hells yeah, let me smoke that bowl. Pass me that shit, don't bogart that joint, right? Right. And then there's this middle group of people who are like, okay. It's my medicine. I don't want people to use it recreationally and just, you know, smoking, but it is beneficial in a medical sense for those who have cancer, AIDS, Right, you know, or a myriad of other, and I can issues. see that with pills like OxyContin or Dilaudid or something, because if you don't have a condition, like the more you take it, you will get addicted to it, and it will have a negative effect on your life. But if you're not in a cancer, if you don't have cancer and you smoke pot, like you're not gonna, it's not that intense. It's not on that level mm-hmm. of addiction and of you know what it'll drive you to end up doing to get the drug. Right, but we're still, unfortunately, dealing with these generations before us Right, that were... It's either... It was crammed down their throat that it was a horrible, right. terrible thing, and it was and destroying to them, the masses. If you're using it recreationally, it still may be a horrible, terrible thing. Well, but if you have cancer, you can do pretty much whatever the hell you want. Well, yeah. I mean, if I had cancer, I would do whatever the hell I want. I know, thought. right? I feel you like know? I would be the biggest asshole if I had cancer. But, I mean, I personally feel that alcohol gives you a euphoric feeling. Is that what that's called? It alters your state of mind (laughs) and makes you a happier person. Really? It alters your brain chemistry. You're so happy you just want to punch stuff. Hey, it depends on you. But hey, soda's getting hey, high. What are you looking when at? You smoke pot, I'm gonna punch you. If you're in a good mood, you have a good, upbeat, happy high. If you're in a bad mood, sometimes smoking pot doesn't give you that uplifting feeling. It draws out that sad. It, it drinking's the same way. If you're drinking in a good mood, you're gonna have a good alcoholic experience. You know what else is really like that? Mushrooms. If you have like even the smallest glimmer of unhappy feeling anywhere in your psyche and you take mushrooms, they will look for it and they will find it and they will grab a hold of it and beat you and bring it right to the front of your face and say, look at this. Yeah. (laughs) Look at what you're feeling. Alcohol does all of these things that they're scared of marijuana doing. 
Which but is really worse, weird, right? A lot of times. Way and worse. It's legal. Way worse. So, but see, that's also where those three groups conflict How big is a that? Too. How big is that cash money industry, though? And how big ginormous. is that cash cow? Jai. How many people did you get? Yeah, how many people went home and beat their wives because they were addicted to alcohol and were complete drunkards? Right. Like, how's that? How's that cash cow just bringing in the bucks? And see, I mean, with this doctor, the the thing I like about it because I've been trying to focus on finding the positive and stuff. Um, I didn't mean to spin that negatively. No, no, you didn't. You're fine. I whatever. I would rather you be able to speak your own point of view. Well, sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I was just personally, I was happy about the fact that here's this person who felt absolutely not this is a right, bad thing. Yeah. And now he is potentially opening up his own place to help those people. Even that is if good. he's against recreational side of it, and even if right. he's an ass about it and a stickler and people have issues going to him because he's too rigid. At, at and that's we've said that like at the very least, even if me and you can't smoke it, like those people should, right. regardless of right. what else happens. And, and at so least that, another person is right. admitting that there is a benefit to it. Right. Because like the more people who can do that, the easier it yeah. is for everyone to want to absorb the information. Plus, that's an, there's another yes vote, you know, true for a medical true. initiative, which is true. always positive. Although but like, don't he worry about be a us. Yes we'll vote for a more lenient. Well, yeah, you know. But, but I mean, like, if it comes down to it, like, we'll be fine. We'll find it, our pot somewhere. Like, well, at least let those people. If have he's it. going into this line of work, though, he will know. I mean, he will obviously. The more sit, he's around it, the more he'll, he'll see that those to, people probably, yeah. Yeah. I, unfortunately, he may end up in a situation though where someone does something stupid and he hates everybody. But in a, in cancer patients. Well, like, no. are you selling your AIDS medication? I don't, I don't see, I don't know. I don't see those people tearing up the town and know, doing right? damage, you know? But, I mean, at, hopefully maybe he'll start to, you know, see that there is more than just, it's not as dangerous as he thinks. Yeah. Uh, so on Thursday, the Arizona Department of Health Services began accepting certification applications from patients seeking to use medical marijuana Patients with allowable conditions, including cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, hepatitis C, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, woo, woo. Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, a chronic or debilitating disease, or medical condition that causes caxia, 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 or wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? All right, severe nausea, seizures, or other... Whenever anyone like that sees that, they're like, oh, I'm in. Yep. No worries. <laughs> I got some pain. <laughs> severe and or chronic. Uh, severe nausea, seizures, and other debilitating medical conditions may qualify for state approval to use the medical marijuana. But uh, not all in the medical profession are on board with writing certifications for their patients. Mm? Even Every if... Those patients have an approved medical condition. Just like even Montana. if, even if I know. And do someone... you know why? Can I give you the top one reason why? Huh? A derb derb. It's still classified as an illegal drug by the federal government. I have a finger for all of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. Uh, doctors at Sun Life Family Health Centers, which has locations for you all in Maricopa, Casa Grande, and four other Pinal cities will be among the area physicians who will not write medical marijuana certifications for their patients. Hmm. If you want the if you want the hard drugs, if you want to just wither and waste away your kidneys and liver, then uh, you can go to Sun Life Family Health. Sun Life Yay. Family Addiction Centers. Uh, quote, I support our organization's position that marijuana is labeled by the federal government as an illegal drug and there is potential for inappropriate requests for and use of the drug. Now, when I hear someone say that they support the label that the federal government has put on marijuana as a Schedule 1, like, at after that point, I cannot... I cannot take anything else that comes out of their mouth seriously. I know. Like, that laid the groundwork. I know, and that's, you know, 
that's one of those big hurdles that it's going to take some time for us to get over and get it past that schedule one, drop it down. Right. But that's, you know, going to be battling those generations before us again. I don't think that will, though, ever happen. I think the whole scheduling system will have to be rewritten. I don't think they'll just simply cross it off from the list. I can't see that happening. No, I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think the whole scheduling system's just kind of a joke, like the drug war, but that's my opinion. A wasteful, over-dramatized joke? (laughs) All right, what's next for us then? Well... What's happening in Colorado? Let's talk about that. In Colorado, Loveland ended up... Loveland is in Colorado. It's right outside of Denver. Mm -hmm. And they ended up in a situation a lot like Kalispell and Whitefish did here in Montana, where... They didn't want shops opening in town, so they banned it. What was that thing I saw on Facebook that was like, Colorado has the best medical marijuana framework? Did you see that? No. Oh, okay. It, I, it was something I just randomly saw on, on Facebook. Um, See, Colorado law, from what I... I mean, from what we've talked about on the show, at least, has a lot of different regulations and things, but... It's decriminalized in Denver. So in Denver, my understanding is, you know, you can smoke there. Um, But in Loveland, there are different city limits, different rules, kind of like Kalispell, Whitefish, Columbia Falls, you know, three different places close together. So Loveland, they just, they banned it. Um, Just completely. Right. And so there were several dispensaries that were filing a lawsuit to fight it. And uh, apparently the lawsuit has been dropped. So really? Yeah. The uh, the lawyer for three former Loveland medical marijuana dispensaries that were suing the city and seeking reversal of a citywide ban on dispensaries has withdrawn its case from district court. Has run out of money to fund this ridiculously frivolous lawsuit because Uh, we shouldn't have to do this in the first place. We shouldn't. Robert Corey was representing Rocky Mountain Kind, Magic Symporium, and Colorado Canicare, in addition to medical marijuana patients John and Jane Doe. Of course. (laughs) Is that all of the patients? Apparently. All of the male and female patients? Corey moved to dismiss the claims Thursday, according to a court document obtained through city attorney John Duvall. Neither Corey nor Duvall returned messages Friday. Loveland voters approved an ordinance. Did you call them? No. Okay. But they did. (laughs) Ah, the Loveland connection. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Loveland voters approved, because I read that sentence, I should have just skipped over it. I know, that's Thanks for pointing that out, Matt. It happens. Loveland voters approved an ordinance in November banning all medical marijuana dispensaries within city limits. So they all moved outside of the city. Right right outside of the city. They formed a a barrier around the city. So in order to come into Loveland, you have to pass through a medical marijuana dispensary checkpoint. Like one of those covered wagon circles. Yeah. That's so awesome. Set up the perimeter. (laughs) Don't let them through, gosh. The shops were required to close by March 1st, but three dispensaries in the city filed a lawsuit seeking an injunction to remain open. The defense argued that after a state law was passed in June 2010, the decision about whether to allow dispensaries to operate was up to local authorities, such as a city council. In late March, Judge Daniel Kopp ruled in the 8th Judicial District Court that Corey did not prove all elements necessary to justify the temporary restraining order and permanent injunction. Granting an injunction would deserve would deserve the public, cops said, it goes against the expressed voter will and the majority of voters in the city of Loveland. Mm. At the time, Corey said he was disappointed with the <laughs> judge's ruling. There is no love in Loveland. There is said. no love in Loveland it as a unexpected. single tear fell from his eye. You know, Loveland is that one. It's that city that everybody mails their Valentine's Day cards to. What? Yeah, in Loveland, it's this big thing because if you send your Valentine's Day cards there, they stamp it from Loveland. So, yeah. This came from my heart straight to Loveland Mm -hmm. to your mailbox. Stamped with love. You know what? That may be Valentine's Day may be the only thing keeping their postal service uh, up and running. Maybe. Money in the pockets. Maybe. 
It's just another branch of the federal government going completely broke. Yeah, well, they keep raising the price of the stamp. I know. I can email for how much? Oh, Uh it's free? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So, Detroit, Michigan. Yes. They got got quite a bit of product. Is medical marijuana breathing life back into Detroit? Well, it breathed life into something. I I weep. Uh, Police seized about 945 pounds of marijuana during a raid this week on a Detroit warehouse. Officials Hmm. say in a release Saturday that the street value of the drugs is estimated at more than $4 million. Narcotics enforcement officers raided the warehouse on a city southwest side at 6.50 p.m. Thursday. A 41-year-old man was arrested. Chief Ralph Godby says in a statement that shutting down drug manufacturing operations like the one at the warehouse is just as important as eliminating drug houses in Detroit neighborhoods. Mm. Well, it's Detroit. It's, I mean, nothing bad about Detroit, but it's kind of turning into a ghetto there ever since the vehicle industries took a dive. Yeah. No jobs. How many people lost their jobs? How many of those little towns in there, like, just dissolved because of that? They're gone. Completely. And that's, like, that was their, their whole economy was built around that one thing. There was no diversity, really, and, you know... We're all we can't all make cars. I mean, I know, someone right? has to make a freaking road every now and then. Like, yeah. duh. I yeah. I guess. Oh well. Well, unfortunately, yeah. But and the more that happens, the more ghetto you're going to have, which in turn leads to more meth and crack houses. And well, it's cheaper to do everything over in those other countries, though. So mm. yeah. Um. Well, so really quick, this really super smart guy in Ohio, I just wanted to give oh, him please. a shout out. Um, so <laughs> Steve Ruza said after he drove 27 year old Nicholas Baker and Steve is a cab driver, by the way, to his desired destination. Mr. Baker was a few dollars short. So he asked if he could pay the rest of his fare in pot. Sure. Or meet me back here on the 1st when I get my government check, and I'll have some more money for you. Well, a really good... This is a very good example of why you shouldn't do that, because the cabbie then called the police. Oh, yeah, you have to, like... And Mr. Baker was arrested and sentenced to 30 days in jail and a $250 See, fine. See, I, I would say maybe do that and you might be okay, but only if you have prior experience with that person and smoking pot. Like, you can't just randomly roll up to some dude and be like... I can't pay you for your service, but I have pot. Like, if you were smoking with him, then at least you know that he is cool and that you could yeah, offer that. I have never offered. I've been tipped. I have never in offered pot, it delivering to anybody. Food and right. Stuff. But I've never offered it to anybody that I didn't know. Yeah. Ever. Ever, ever. That's, That's how you get. stupidity. Which is weird that we have to think that way. Like, I think that was bred in us growing up, like, to think that way because of how illegal and how much trouble you could potentially get in. So you're raised with this sense about you that, like, it, like a, it's almost like cop radar or something. Mm-hmm. Like, don't sell to that person or don't do this certain way or, you know, like, you have to be really careful and that's sad that you have to act that way over this like this isn't anything worthy of that much meticulous carefulness you know it's not a gun that's loaded it's not a bottle of od pain pills you know you would yeah but you would think from how it's treated but it absolutely is not yeah. Oh right. well. Yeah, right. Oh well. There's ghettos everywhere. We got our fair share here. Uh unfortunately. So. Look at Liberty. Um so did you know that Georgia passed a medical marijuana initiative all the way back in 1981? 
I was one. No, I did not. I, I was did born. learn reading that book that Irvin wrote that there a bunch of states did have. Yeah. Is this one of those laws yes. that that they did have and just no one recognized it or Well, um Please. There were loopholes put in. It was kind of like DC, you know, they were found a way to be able to push it off. Um and so now it will be it will be established. I mean, they're actually going to be able to move forward with it. The Georgia legislator passed the um, the act in 1981. However, after the political climate quickly shifted against marijuana under the pre- under the President Ronald Reagan administration, the trials were defunded. Until now, the state has continued to fail to implement the law. Over hmm. 50 people representing diverse organizations rallied at an event in Georgia on April 20th. Um, law enforcement against prohibition was there. Normal. That's cool because that's one of those states that you're like, yeah, right. The only way they'll ever pass something is if they're the last state to do it. And even then, you know. Right. Um, a normal coalition for the uh, abolition. Uh, abolition abolition that's the word of marijuana prohibition abolishment (laughs) i don't know georgia taxpayers alliance students for sensible drug policy educators for sensible drug policy and cannabis culture magazine nice so georgia now will just have to start working through it they'll get they'll get it funded and then they'll be able to start their medical marijuana program that's cool Good job. So that's what, 16 states now? Mm-hmm. 15, 16? Well, actually, there's a few more because states have passed medical marijuana laws since then. But That's true because back in the book, there was over like 30, I thought. Right. They're slowly getting implemented depending on where they're at, when the initiatives passed, when the dates for them to start were. Because like Arizona, they passed it months ago and they just this month started <laughs> approving people. With a starting date of 2053. Right. We have to prepare everything. We have to get the framework in place in order to do this. We don't want it running out of control rampant like it did everywhere else. Because look at how many people died. Look at all those people that died. Horrifying. Horrible. horrible. I might die. Shit. Terrible. That's amazing. So Georgia is going to start moving forward, hopefully, hopefully. Um... Really quickly, Did you though, see Justin Fan in the chat says, why does Kalispell's police try to link all drug problems to weed? Do you have an answer for that? Because it's the easiest one for them to link it all to. Sure, sure. <laughs> because mean, everybody smokes weed? I don't know. I don't know. I'm. That's one of the things. Whenever they catch somebody, marijuana is always the first thing on the list. Regardless of, of if it was a cause or not. Yeah, if like it two was two grams of marijuana and two ounces. That's of like saying there. We found soda on the scene, so we think that the evil behavior is linked to high fructose corn syrup. Like what? Shut up and do police work. It's the easiest thing for them to go after right, right. now because of how big medical marijuana is. And because is. it is, it's on everyone, I don't know. Everybody, well, and everyone they, I they know assume that's, everybody has it. And right. so it's just the easiest thing for them to go after. Is that after. a safe assumption? Does I everyone so. Everyone smokes. I mean, well, not everyone, but... A, a few people. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Either relaxing after work or medically to stop seizures and to allow them to eat or to see better or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Really quick before we wrap up. um, Yes, please. Canada. Shout out to us being on the Normal Network and all the other shows on there. Yes. True story. Live.normal.org. There you go. And, uh, yeah, check us out and other shows, too. We should start doing that earlier in the show, really. Yeah. We should. <laughs> We're getting the Maybe hang of it the still. Maybe at the beginning. Hey, we didn't go to school for this. It's all good. We're learning. Um. So our neighbors to the north. Canada? Are, yes, they're apparently a little bit more sensible than us. Um. Right now, what's going on in Ontario is pretty kind of... I think it's going to lay the framework for some other stuff to happen in Canada. Some big moves, making um, big moves. Right. They going to let Mark Emery out first? <laughs> well, he's here in the U.S. I know. So, that's what I'm um, saying. Like, will we let him out uh, t- in time hopefully. to see this come to fruition? Hopefully. 
Um, last week, the Ontario Superior Court found Canada's laws against possessing and growing marijuana were unconstitutional. Justice Donald hmm. Taliano found the federal government allows medical marijuana use, but it has created regulations that make access difficult and sometimes impossible, which violates patients' rights. Until that is fixed, people have the right to grow and possess marijuana, the court found. Taliano gave the government three months to appeal or change the regulations. The government predicted predictably has chosen to appeal and also last week that's useless information that's fine so anyways <laughs> so right now in ontario they're basically they've got three months to figure it out and until then if, it's technically legal if you were tasked with that could you figure this out in three months this isn't like quantum I physics it out three tunneling or ago. Right. I know. This isn't like three years ago. I mean, come on. Is the cat alive or dead? This isn't If you're not hurting someone, if you're not you know Now where are you s- getting that morality from? Does are you getting that from God or does that come from just a, My a, brain. a common just it's a natural sense for me. There's just And my uh, kids, okay, I'm a mother of three huh. children. The only time that they really get in trouble is if they have hurt one of the other children, myself, my husband, or themselves. Then they have to go sit in timeout or something. I don't just sit there and yell at them for playing if they're not hurting anybody. I mean, how stupid is that? <laughs> That's not a way to make... That's not a good way to teach a lesson. No. Like, you have to connect it to some sort of logical, this is why. It has to make sense to your brain. This is why this is wrong. And if you can't come up with a good reason why this is wrong, then maybe it's not wrong. Right. Huh? Well, I mean, honestly, everything that's out there, caffeine, Every pharmaceutical, almost mm-hmm. even the safe ones that you buy over the counter. Yeah, I mean pharmaceuticals have toll. done a lot of good, but they've also it's turned into such a money making industry that it's getting right. corrupt and doing bad. And and there's a death toll with marijuana, though. I there is no death toll. Still, still. How many years? Right. Forever. Ever. 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 I started watching. <laughs> have you ever seen what's it called? The whitest kids, you know. The wise, is that no, what it's called? I don't know. I haven't oh. seen it. Well, they have this thing on their show. It's in the fifth season. I just started watching that season. It's It was uh, the Civil War on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and it is totally all about how, like, the the slave, like, brought some pot over from Jamaica. And, like, him and these white kids are smoking it. And, like, the, the slave owner's just a huge dick, and they're, like, trying to rewrite all this stuff, and they think it's the pot, but it's really the flag that they're mad at. It, it's so ridiculous, but it totally perfectly outlines exactly, like, what the basis for this being illegal and what they're enforcing and how they're creating criminals is. It's it's so amazing. It's so amazing. So, is that a show? That Are we good? is a show. Do we cover it all? Yep. Is it a good sweep across the nation? It was. The nation of cannabis. I haven't done that in very long. I know. So, That's yeah, good. It felt yeah. good to take a walk around. Yeah. This country Branch of ours. Love land, huh? Uh-huh. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys. Join us every Tuesday, Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. You can leave us a message, 406-204-4687. Justin Fan says 300 plus died last year here in Montana last year from FDA drugs. And how many more are addicted to the ones that got out on the streets? I know, right? Like a good 25% on top of that. How's your rehab business? That's if I had money, that's where I would invest. There I, has been I'm watching the an trends. ad for an addiction counselor in the paper for as long as I can remember, I think. Someone in the chat, I forget who it was, but they were saying something about how they were watching TV and they were counting mm-hmm. the ads on the news or something. And it was like uh, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical, oil company, BP or whatever, mm-hmm. food, food. And then, you know, it, it's all medicine and new pills and by the way, here's what side effects they're going to have. And For five all. minutes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's and like, I don't, 
I don't know. I guess I don't realize how crazy that is because I've gone for so long without being exposed to the ads in TV. I know. Because all my shows are ad. It's crazy. Like we've talked about that on both shows. I'm sure like you go to your friend's house and they have the TV on and you just stand there in awe of like, what? I know. Well, even some of the shows that are on now, I mean, just watching regular TV shows, Disney Channel is not for kids very much. And yeah, you probably notice it more having kids that like when they watch those ads, they actually used to have cartoons on that channel. Yeah. Do you remember that? Back now when MTV was music and, and weird stuff. Cartoon Network was cartoons. Yeah, well, it's crazy though. They like they'll see something, they'll see that ad, and then instantly they cannot live without it. If that's not like an addictive like behavior, and that's why we will probably we very rarely see anything pro marijuana on TV unless it's the public broadcasting station. Interesting, huh? Very interesting. Well, you can see it on. Hotbox TV every Tuesday and Saturday, like I said. Hotboxpodcast.com, that's the website. Check it out. Search around on there. Lots of neat stuff. And lots of cool videos on our YouTube page. So YouTube.com slash Podcast and join the Facebook group and tell your friends about it. And we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Uh, Goodbye. Bye. If you like you like this is where where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast.